So how many times can one man try to get lucky in a single night? Oh, who knows? <laughs> try try or succeed, right? Yeah, right. Try or succeed. Well, we'll we'll talk about one Florida man's efforts to do just that. All right. There's a new way to hide your stash in prison, and it hurts me just thinking about it. Oh, well, can't wait to hear about yeah, that. Ugh. And uh, a staple here on the Florida Freak Show podcast, we have another drive through meltdown in the Sunshine State. Oh, goody. All that and more coming up on this week's episode of the Florida Freak Hurry, hurry, hurry! Ladies and gents, boys and girls, step right up for the Florida Freak Show! Welcome back to the Florida Freak Show. I'm Corey O'Donnell. And I'm Kirsten O'Donnell. And if you've ever read a Florida news story online or seen a Sunshine State newscast, you know that Florida's greatest export are weird stories about the people who live and play here. And we have a few of those to share, don't we, Kirsten? Why, as a matter of fact, we do, Corey. Ripped Ripped from from the the headlines. headlines. That's right. Our first one comes to us from WFLA.com. But it's a local story. A Fort Myers gas station was the site of not one, but two crimes in the same night. And something looks vaguely familiar about the suspect in both instances. Uh Police have released a video of a man walking into the convenience store in the wee hours of the morning, stepping behind the counter and wrestling with the lottery ticket dispenser, eventually fleeing the scene with as many tickets as he could handle. Wow. Well, apparently those tickets weren't big winners because later the same night, the same suspect returned, (laughs) only in different clothing. Of course. This time he decided to go after the cash register and the safe, taking both of those. No luck there either. Cops say that both the register and the safe were empty. Well, if at first you don't succeed, just change your clothes and go for the safe, right? Yeah. I mean, he's a real master of disguise, right? I mean, he, he switched totally. from... Uh, Sweatpants, maroon sweatpants maroon to a sweatpants. nice pair of shorts oh. after hey, you'll never catch me, Kappa. No. Probably wore some horn rimmed glasses, <laughs> maybe a fake mustache as well. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe he should have cut his losses with the scratchy lotteries because I'm thinking he just should have stuck with them. There's probably a better chance of winning when you go back and the safe is empty. That's not good. Yeah. Um, you know, and and honestly, I'm wondering if the reason for him to change had less to do with being a master of disguise mm. and more with just the amount of exertion he had to put out oh, trying to get the lottery tickets. Yeah. I don't know if you watched the surveillance video. Oh, right. He yeah. had a really tough time pulling those tickets out. I mean, he was he was wrestling with it for a while. It got strenuous looking. Well, you know, the attendants make it look real easy. And then they you do. get back there and all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're not in Kansas anymore. This is a lot harder than I thought it was. That's these right. Are coming out weird and I don't know what to do with all of these. Yeah, he was he was clearly very frazzled by the entire process. Took a lot of effort. I'm guessing a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in the process. So maybe he went home for a fresh set of clothing. It, yeah. It does get a bit dewy here yeah. in Florida this time of year. So. Right. And I'm guessing because of the short turnaround that he probably didn't get a chance to scratch off all of his new scratchy lotteries. But what does this say about the lottery? That He's like, <laughs> oh, I just grabbed a whole bunch of tickets and now it's like, man, I feel like I need to go back there and see if I can hit it big. It's like, again, uh, there really is no way to win, but at least it's fun to scratch all of those tickets, right? That'd be fun, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you just got to find yourself a nice a nice sharp-edged dime to oh, do it yeah. with. That's yeah. that's good stuff. Yeah, and I don't know if these lottery tickets weren't winners. Mm. You know, they we they, they could have been winners. Yeah. I have no idea. I just assume that since he went back, he probably 
you know, didn't didn't win enough. He probably thought it was so easy to take all those scratchy lotteries. I should probably just go back and take my chances with the safe. Maybe he should have cased the joint a little better on his first trip. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. might have noticed the little sign that said, you know, safe is empty after closing time or, yeah. or whatever the sign in the window says. Maybe more planning than the amount of times that he actually hit, you know. Interesting. I'm just thinking like, you know. Double up the amount of times that you plan before you take the hit. Like a like a measure twice, cut once kind of I, thing. I feel like that you can apply that sort of reasoning to the whole thing. Now, how often do you like to play the scratchy lotteries? I mean, I'll scratch a ticket here and there. Right. I, I have a good friend who knows that I was kind of down recently mm-hmm. because of some bad news. And she has been sending me a scratchy lottery every week oh. for like the last two months. That's the great thing about them. They make great stocking stuffers. They make great sort of like impromptu gifts. Well, it's kind of like the whole Schrodinger's box thing, yeah, right? Like right. if 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 you're a you know philosopher or if you're a fan of the Big Bang Theory, Schrodinger's or, cat. I sorry, think, yeah. well, yes, Schrodinger's cat. That's absolutely okay. because it's there's the same a box. principle. There's a box. There's a box, yeah. and there's a cat, yeah. and the cat is in the box. Yeah. Is the cat alive or dead? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Yeah. The cat is simultaneously alive and, and dead. dead. Yeah. Because. And the, and the box is simultaneously with cat and without cat. You you have no way of knowing. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I guess if you shook the box and it went, Meow, you'd probably know probably that the cat know. was alive. But, but still, just for the sake of the argument, right. you know. Well, a scratchy lottery is kind of the same way. Yes. Or a Powerball ticket before the drawing. It's just like you almost, are simultaneously a winner and a loser. It's but almost anything else. It's the thrill of the hunt. It's the thrill of the unknown. So exactly, you're right. So I mean, in a lot of ways, stealing all the scratchy lotteries. I mean, it makes for endless amounts of time for him to. He is. He is a winner until he isn't. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So I had uh, posted this article on Twitter with just sort of a comment that like, oh, real master of disguise. I'm sure cops will never catch this guy. Yeah. And somebody like clapped back at it, basically <laughs> saying, well, you know, lottery tickets are numbered mm-hmm. and the store knows what numbers they had. So right. those will be reported as stolen. And it's sure. like, well, it, duh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why they put serial numbers on cash too. Right. <laughs> I mean, so it can be tracked right. and tracked traced. And yeah. So I, I, I don't really understand what their point was, yeah. except of course, you know, their point that they apparently don't understand sarcasm. Yeah, it's hard. I guess it's just hard to get it across. And the real loser here, as we all know, is, is the guy. Because no matter what ends up happening with all these scratchy lotteries, he can't he can't turn he won't them in. really be able to do anything with them. So hopefully he does get some thrill out of just the, the enjoyment unknown. of scratching them. Because if he actually wins, he's really screwed at that point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bad luck all around. Except mm. to my knowledge, he hasn't been caught. Hey, so at least a little bit of good luck there. There you go. Good on you, Florida freak. So our next story comes to us from thesmokinggun.com. And if your rap sheet includes more than a dozen drug convictions, you've probably come up with a few creative places to stash your stash, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Can you use stash twice in a sentence like that? (laughs) Well, anyway, that's apparently the case with Florida man Shaft Bang Adams. Mm. His 
actual name, at least on the police report, who was arrested for driving with a suspended license, which is just a misdemeanor. Well, Shaft had to undergo a strip search during intake at the Orange County lockup. Oh, yeah? And a correctional officer reported finding four white crystal rocks, which later tested positive as meth. Oh. And if you guess that they were found in um, his prison wallet... Sure. You would be wrong. Oh. Instead, they were found under the skin of Shaft's uh, Shaft. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. In addition to the original charges, Shaft Bang Adams was charged with possession of meth and introducing contraband into a penal institution. Both are felonies. Well, that's a whole new way to sneak in your meth. And it hurts me just thinking about it. Yeah, he introduced com- contraband into a penal institution and also a penile uh, institution. Yeah, if if Ugh. I do say so myself. Right. And I, I I failed to have my strunk and white with me whenever you were asking questions about stash your stats. But then again, this is a story with a guy named Chef Bang Adams. So I think all grammatical stuff is out the window <laughs> at this point. Yeah, Shaft Adams sounds like the worst movie mashup ever. It's like <laughs> John Shaft and Patch Adams, Richard Roundtree, badass Maybe detective. John by- Shaft and Patch Adams' long lost son. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Richard Roundtree playing a badass detective by day. Yeah. Um, a, a comic doctor by night. Yes. We found it. Or maybe That's Sam it. L. Jackson, if you prefer the remake. Sure. You know, which, whichever it might be. But this whole story really kind of confuses me. I mean, I okay, I don't have the equipment. Yeah. Um. I don't really understand how this all works. I assume that he wears a turtleneck. Yeah, I'm um, guessing that uh, that he is of the uncircumcised. Yeah, I, I guess where there's a will, there's a way, right? Yeah, I, I suppose so. I mean, I'm. I just keep asking myself, how? How do you do this without taking some sort of sharp implement? Ugh. And that's the part that well, gets that always gets yeah. me and immediately makes me think. I mean, maybe his name should be Shaft Slice Adams. Ew. Um, I've heard of body cavity searches. Uh, this is kind of next level, right? Yeah. I mean, there are certain places that I think if we were required to do a body cavity search yeah. for our jobs, we would think to look. Mm-hmm. I don't know that beneath the turtleneck is exactly one of those places. Right. Well, it has to. It has to. I mean, I'm guessing that Shaft Bang Adams here has some, you know, some experience in this field, and he's like, hey, they're not going to be like doing much work around. You know, around the front the side. Fr- the front side. They do a lot of work on the back side. They do but... a lot of work in the trunk, not a lot under the hood, you're yeah, saying? Yeah, I'm guessing so. So I guess he thought maybe, you know, well, maybe he can use that uncircumcised. I mean, a lot of creativity really on both sides, both the uh, the perpetrator as sure. well as the person performing the body search. So good job all around, I think, Orange County Lockup and uh, Mr. Adams. Yeah, it's nice to know that they're thorough. Yeah, right? def- definitely very thorough. And so- I, I certainly never thought that I would be rooting for a return to the prison wallet, but here I am. So Some things just make a whole lot of sense. The prison wallet. I yeah. mean, we all know what the prison wallet is, sure. right? Yeah. You can hide we, a lot of stuff up there. What What do we call this? Ooh, um, the jailhouse holster? Oh, the, uh, the lock-up cock-up? Ooh, <laughs> the uh, felonious flap? Oh, interesting. All right. Yeah. 
I think I think we've got a whole new vernacular. Yes. Uh, yeah. Prison wallet no more. I got to tell you. That- Why don't they just call it a fanny pack? Oh, maybe. I mean, the prison that's wallet. Good, that's a good idea. Yeah. Oh, that's a right? really good idea. Yeah. I think. I got to tell you, though, good thing that there was no moil in this whole situation here, because those would be some pretty big matzo balls falling to the floor after that stuff happened. Yeah. Ugh. I don't. I'm really confused by that metaphor, but but we'll just we'll just move on from here because yeah. I. Just leave it be. I don't even know I don't what else to, to say. Anyway. All right, your next step from your next story, I should say, from 10tv.com. And you know, it's been a while since we had a good old fashioned drive through temper tantrum, oh, right? Oh, yeah, we need another one of those. Well, we got one. Last week in Miami Gardens, a man got furious when a Starbucks drive through employee forgot to give him his cream cheese with his bagel. Ooh. He was so upset that he returned to the window and screamed at the employee, who apparently incensed him even more by asking if he'd actually paid for the cream cheese. Oh, boy. So, like a true Florida man, he got even more enraged and then pulled out a gun. Oh. Little did he know that the 23-year-old Starbucks employee was also the daughter of Miami Gardens police chief. Uh-oh. Well, eventually she did give him the cream cheese and the unnamed customer drove away. According to the arrest report, he said he was only waving the gun because it was falling out of his pocket. Of course. And didn't intend to threaten the employee. I mean, who's trying to do that? He is now facing several charges, including aggravated assault with a firearm. Well, when you're waving a gun over cream cheese, I mean, I know that he said he wasn't, but when you're waving a gun over cream cheese, you must be pretty serious about your bagels. I mean, I don't want to side with this guy or anything, but a bagel without cream cheese is, I mean, it's its like going out without pants on. Yeah. It's just, I mean, a bagel without cream cheese is just really dense bread. Yeah. Well, maybe you would have reacted the same way had a gun fallen out of your pocket. Um perhaps and it's i do love who the gun fell out of my pocket yeah. like that's maybe my favorite excuse i've heard on this show in a while yeah. no 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 no, i wasn't threatening you i'm just <laughs> incredibly careless with firearms <laughs> always a good sign oh it might be time to lock this guy up wouldn't you say oh, oh that's just awful. yeah just so bad the cops really creamed him oh they certainly did they threw the bagel at him, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, boy. <sighs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm i not a coffee drinker. You're not a coffee no, drinker. No, not at all. We are both marketers. Yes. And honestly, like, I think the whole appeal of Starbucks isn't the coffee, right? right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's the experience. Started out as a coffee, turned it's, into an experience It's the brand. lifestyle. It's yeah. the music. It's the yeah. brand. It's the association. It's, that you yeah, it's, it's, it's all of those the things. The feeling so, that you get being associated with it. So what's the point of the drive through then? Like, you don't get that same vibe, do you, going Maybe through the drive through Getting the cup and then carrying it around with you the rest of the day. Who uh, knows? The cachet of the cup. I and apparently know. the cream cheese. Yeah. The cream cheese is a very important element of the Starbucks drive through and don't you forget it. Okay, since we're talking about this, who's going to Starbucks for a bagel? Like, I, again, 
I'm not in the coffee coffee cup culture. I understand the bagel side of it. I don't think I've ever gone to Starbucks for a bagel. Thought it was more of a scone place. Oh, scones. or like croissants or something. Croissant, to that perhaps yeah. a very dry muffin, like which bit, which I think is a scone. Yeah, like a actually. little bit more of an upscale, like handheld breakfast. Honestly, I, guess. I think the only breakfasty product I've ever bought at a Starbucks yeah. was a gigantic Rice Krispie treat, hey. which I would not necessarily categorize breakfast as of champions. upscale. Yeah. Um, it's a good way to start the day, though. And and you don't need cream cheese, for one, no. I should point out also. So perhaps the unnamed perpetrator in this story should All this should could make have been switch. avoided. Had All they just this... gone for the Rice Krispie, just had they just go. gone for the cookie, uh, the brownie, what, something else. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if I threatened someone every time a drive through got my order wrong, <laughs> oh, I'd be serving like a hundred life sentences consecutively at this yeah, point. Yeah, I'd be right? like Sylvester Stallone in my way through that drive through all the time, just pulling out a number of guns because they're, it's all. You'd be wrong. like John Rambo at the yeah. drive through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me my, my cream cheese. Worst Rambo sequel. Hey, not bad. Oh. Oh, the worst? I No, I'm saying that would be the worst Rambo oh, yeah, sequel. Yeah. Among probably some pretty Although bad ones. Although it would be pretty similar to like Rambo 3. Oh. I'm just putting it out there. I mean, it doesn't get much worse than that. But hey, who knows? Well, our last story comes to us. And it comes to us as another from thesmokinggun.com. Hey! So we already met a Florida man named Shaft who hid his drugs in his shaft. Mm-hmm. You could probably guess what Florida woman Kenesha Booz is in trouble for. Uh Uh-oh. 34-year-old Kenesha Booz was busted last week (laughs) after allegedly drunkenly crashing her car into a Taco Bell sign and then fleeing the scene of the accident. Oh, no. Actually, to be much more specific, the arrest report says she struck a tree, then the Taco Bell sign, and then the Taco Bell's water meter before speeding through two red lights, making wow. her getaway. She's killing it. Booze, who works at the aforementioned Taco Bell, was described as wobbly and having bloodshot eyes and a dazed expression and smelling of alcohol when she was arrested. She did decline to provide the breath sample to cops. Ah. Regardless, she was charged with DUI with property damage, leaving the scene, and driving with a suspended or revoked license. Ouch. By the way, that last charge is a charge she's been convicted on on seven separate occasions. Wow. Well, with a name like Booze, what else could be happening here? Yeah, I'm I, I'm going to take a wild guess <laughs> as to how that license might have been suspended, but seven separate occasions. I'll, I'll keep that to myself. How often yeah. are you driving with your suspended license? Obviously, fairly often. You got to get to work. To you got to ha- get your Taco Bell. To have it happen to you seven different times. You know, seven different times that you've been pulled over. It's like, oops. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. Like, you can drive with a suspended license and theoretically never get caught unless you're a really bad driver. Yeah. Or you're driving drunk and and hitting Taco Bell signs. And and speeding through red lights. Right. Yeah, that that also is kind of a dead giveaway. I mean, I mean... When you actually, when you go back and read the story, it's like I guess it's not surprising that she didn't get pulled over more times. Who knows? 
Uh, but I'm glad she is all right. But she didn't seem to get too far from work before she did some serious damage. Yeah, I don't know if she was reporting to work, leaving from work, perhaps took a lovely liquid lunch break. Yeah. Maybe picking up her check on Friday afternoon. Maybe picking up that fourth meal. Oh, fourth meal. I mean, there are a few places that sound better when you're a little tipsy than Taco Bell. I forgot about fourth meal. Oh, I never forget about that. That one always sticks with me. Yeah. I don't know why. That, more than Yokiero Taco re- Bell. Oh, way more. Or Taco 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 Bell. Yeah. You remember that one even? No. That was like 70s. Yeah. That was that was old school. That was super oh, old school. So she's given booze a bad name. Yeah, which is hard to do. Right? Yeah. Did you know, by the way, booze is a 13th century word? I did. From the Middle English? Really? Yes. Like, was it like Sir Arthur booze or? No, 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 no. It's, it comes from like German, Dutch, something like booze. Oh, which, so which... Baron von booze? No, it's just a word. Oh. It's it's not named after a guy. A Man, lot of I people really want it to be named after a, somebody. Well, a lot of people think that it was named after this distillery who actually it was a guy's last name. It was like oh, Thomas Booze or something right. like that. But that was like in the 1800s in Philadelphia. Oh. It was already booze long, long before that. Like 13th yeah. century word. Come on. Well, and we've talked before about how, you know, so many people's last names are, you know, maybe a you know, when it goes all the way back in their family history, it usually is about something that they did. Sure. Or like a job that they sure, performed. Sure, like Smith was a blacksmith. Right. Yeah. So I, I, just, I guess I just automatically go to the Baron Von Booze. Baron Von Booze. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know why. That just like really kind of tickles me. I do have to say, getting back to Miss Booze here, Ms. Booze, excuse Ms. me. Ms. Booze. Um, I do have if to you're say, nasty. she really hit the trifecta here. I mean, she hit a tree, a Taco Bell sign, and the water meter. I mean, that's hard to do sober. Yeah, that's like a hat trick or a turkey or maybe an albatross. That like, might that's, actually, that's impressive. To do all three might actually gain you some points on the driver's ed test you know if that happened it's like that's that's harder to do than a three-point turn that's actually harder to hit all of them than miss all of them i think so absolutely yeah i mean it's like anybody can miss that stuff it happens every day you to hit all three of them you've basically turned the driving test into a putt-putt course well and i'm trying to give her a little bit of credit here it's like let's Let's take a look. Let's look at the positive of this whole thing. Let's look at the accomplishments that happened. But what if she was trying to hit the Hardee's sign next door and, oh, and hit the Taco Bell sign? That could sign? be tough. It's like hitting the hitting the one in the middle when you're a little drunk. It's yeah. Like, hit the one in the middle. Don't go for the one. Yeah, that could be it too. So so we had booze. Mm. We had Shaft yeah. in this podcast. Yeah. We also had two unnamed criminals. Unnamed associates. One who was unnamed in the uh, in the article, mm-hmm. one who had not been caught yet. Right. What if they all had last names that matched their crimes? Ooh. You know, like Shaft and Booze did. Yeah, you that'd know? be great. Like the, the lottery thief could be Lucky... Lucky McScratchy Pants or Lucky McScratchy Pants, that guy'd be easy to find. Right? You'd totally make the police work so much easier. Yeah. Or or the uh drive through guy could be gunny gunny o cream cheese. I don't gunny know. Gunny o cream cheese. I don't know why they're all Irish. I love that guy. He's a good guy. I mean he's a little, you know, he's he a little over the top about his cream cheese. But... And he, and somebody needs to get him a holster. Yeah, yeah, that too. I would love to see all those people come through the lineup, though, and say, like, so we've got this crime here where somebody 
went after this cream cheese. So who's the next guy that we got up? Oh, this is Gunny McCream Cheese. You know, just coming it's up. Gunny O Cream. And he's cheese. gonna Thank he's gonna much. say the line. Gee, I wonder if this is the guy. Maybe this is the guy. I don't know. It just seems too on the nose. I don't know. It is, you know, and and the funny thing is, you know, she's she is a Ms. Booze, Ms. if you're nasty, Booze, yes. is uh, employed at the Taco Bell, where mm. of course she caused all of this damage. Sure. But you know, it is so hard right now for places to find good employees. Oh, it's so tough. Like, I do you think she probably still works there? It's possible. Like, it would be difficult to get rid of her, right? Yeah, right. And uh, I mean, God, at this point, she might as well be store manager. Who knows? Well, and you know, she probably takes her work pretty seriously to be there in in such a you know unfortunate you know state state. I mean, she's burning I, the midnight oil. I there. gotta get to work. She's burning the midnight taco sauce there. That's for sure. <laughs> so, what did we learn this week? Well, I learned that some freaks fly too close to the sun on wings of scratchy lotteries. Interesting. I learned that uh, that man Shaft is one bad drug drug hider. Shut I guess <laughs> just talk about Shaft. Hey. <laughs> and I can dig it. I also learned that working drive through is pretty hard work, uh, and no bagel is worth taking a bullet. Oh yeah, good point. And uh, as Shakespeare once asked, "What's in a name?" Mm. Well, I learned that if your name is Booze, what's in a name is pretty much exactly what you think. Oh yeah. Well, those were some of our freakiest finds in Florida for the week. As always, you can find plenty of other wacky news stories from across the Sunshine State on our Facebook and Twitter pages. That's right. That's at FLA Freak Show. And while you're on those socials, remember to follow us, like us, and share us. Plus, if you see a story that we missed, a Florida story especially, share it with us. Definitely a Florida story. Yeah, don't give us any other stories. We don't want your Texas stories. We're not the Utah Freak Show. No, no, no. Also, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. We would love to hear from you. We certainly would. Until next week, I'm Corey O'Donnell. And I'm Kirsten O'Donnell. Till we meet again, remember to let your Florida freak flag fly. Goodbye.